0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts
1: and Podcast One.
0: All righty. Week 16 is in the books, which means... That uh, there's one week left to play. There's like one game that really matters. There's a couple that kind of matter. There was a game that happened today that very much mattered for a couple of franchises who care very dearly about their football. The Eagles or the Cowboys. That game was exactly what you would have expected between two seven and seven and teams that are not very good. But one of which is going to get a home playoff game. We're going to talk about that. A couple of other big storylines uh, from this week. And then we're going to move on to Seahawks
2: Niners, man, that be excited yeah, that I'm excited for next week's Sunday night football game. Um, we've already seen a ton of line movement there. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a really compelling game. Yeah, I'm excited to talk
0: about it. Let's start with Eagles Cowboys, though. And right from the get go, I noticed that the Eagles were not phased. By the moment you could just tell they were they were laid back they had Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz running all over the field they yep. were catching passes yep. and the Cowboys on the other hand were just you could tell they were tense yeah and it manifested itself throughout the game I, I to sum it up I, I think this does it perfectly the Cowboys dropped five passes they have the far better receiving core right yep. the Philadelphia Eagles are playing Greg Ward Jr. out there Zach Ertz gets hurt They dropped zero passes. Dallas Goddard goes nine for 10. Miles Sanders, uh, Boston Scott eviscerate those linebackers. Sean Lee looks like he's 45. And that's how the Eagles are in the driver's
2: seat. Yeah. Unfortunately for Dallas, it just, there's a couple things that happened, right? Dak got hurt. Amari Cooper got hurt. We were writing an article. You're
0: calling Amari Cooper hurt?
2: (laughs) We're writing an article this week about like sort of what went wrong, right? And I think the biggest thing that went wrong for them uh is the fact that like some noisy things happened Dak injured his shoulder last week and while he was able to throw the ball downfield a little bit this week he was 1 for 7 or something like that throwing the ball over 20 yards on field he was leading the NFL in that yards on on deep passes week 11 right, prior to week 11 and after that he was like a bottom you know he's not in not in the top 10 there and cooper was a big part of that and so there were things that i think you know you and i and and people were counting on dallas to be right going into the game they were first in yards per play uh, i believe first in epa um and what ended up happening is what we said could happen which is that philadelphia just outclasses them dallas is not ready to play uh and you know it wasn't exactly the most brilliant performance by the eagles they were you know basically hanging on for dear life at the end, but ultimately coming off of the bus, being ready to play at home uh, was enough uh, for Philadelphia to, you know, be a basically a win away from recapturing the division title for the first time since 2017. Uh, The secondary thing. So the first thing was the Cowboys just didn't, they just didn't show up. Right.
0: Dak, you mentioned the big play thing. We thought that would be a huge advantage for them and it should have been because they have all these guys that can go down the field and yet, One for seven on throws twenty plus yards downfield. You. you can't win a game when your biggest advantage is your receivers
2: and you go one for seven on those big players. It also shows you the limitations of the way that they've built their team, right? So DeMarcus Lawrence is the highest paid player in Dallas Cowboys history. He was mostly a non-factor. Uh, Jalen Smith, the linebacker they signed before they signed uh, Dak before they signed Cooper before they signed Byron Jones. He doesn't even play in this game. As you said, Sean Lee looked like you or me out there in terms of uh, being slow. And then, Ziggy Elliott, right? He gets less than 50 yards rushing because he's out of the game script because they're behind early. Uh it, it really is one of those things where you, you, you really, It rests on the quarterback's shoulders, and then secondary to that, it rests on the coach's shoulders. And while Dallas has, I think, the player at that position to do some things, the combination is just not good enough at this point. Well, you made my, the point exactly that I was going to make, which is this shined
0: a light on why you don't pay Zeke Elliott $90 million. Because now you have these holes everywhere else. You're trotting Jason Witten out there. Jason Witten, you look like Gronk compared to Jason Witten. I mean, it's ridiculous. He was awful he can't he's terrible and um and then jason garrett called this game like he was trying to lose like he wanted to go somewhere else i mean at the end of the half they have a chance to try and score a touchdown you know they're down 10-3 and i wrote this in my notes it legitimately felt like he had a halftime speech that was like encouraging his guys because they were only down four and he didn't want to risk having to tear that 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 halftime speech up he's like i can't risk yeah, scoring yeah, a touchdown yeah, yeah. because then cool. i'm gonna have to change the score in my script here it was it, it was just like it was pathetic
2: yeah it, it was and it it unfortunately the eagles were felled with some of the same things i mean they didn't take advantage fully uh, of I mean, the circumstances they were in. they kicked two extremely long 55 field goals.
0: yarder on fourth and four yeah,
2: yeah. our our buddy uh, colleague Moo wrote the article right after Elliott got the extension and of course all we've seen over the past few weeks is the fact that that you know kicker brilliance is not something that particularly carries um yeah, it, and and so now w- looking forward here, right? You know, we we both talked about this privately. Okay, if you have some Dallas to win the NFC East features, you also have some Dallas under nine, which is a win total bet that cashed today for us. Do you bet a little bit? So there are, there are all these things that can still happen, uh, and so and then of course there was a Philadelphia plus two today. Like all those things could possibly happen, and we get into this week now, and Philadelphia is a, is a home favorite by a sizable amount to Washington who looked game today. Like right? yeah, you know, to and, be and, seen whether Taskins plays. Yeah but, yeah. but, but Keenum was fine in his stead. Uh, and then Dallas, of course they, they have a home date, uh, I believe with no the Dallas has the Washington Redskins this week, right? Yeah, and then uh, and then so the, Philly goes to Philly New York. goes to New York, right? Okay, so there's there's a legitimate chance. I mean, New York had Philadelphia on a 17-3, like backs but against the wall. That's the real point is that all of these teams suck. Yeah, yeah. It's not as the, the
0: the reason that the Eagles and the the Dallas Cowboys are the ones that have a chance to win the division is simply because of at the beginning of the season yeah. those other teams literally were like a total trash well, not fire. only do you get right and, and if that, you restarted the season from like five weeks ago I would I would I would the say,
2: Giants and the Redskins are right there right I mean because you look at this game so that you look at the Giants game and everybody's giving us crap about uh the Tua Tagovailoa thing but Which just, I stand uh, firmly by, yeah, by Daniel Jones played terrific today great but you have to look Quentin Dunbar uh, Fabian Monroe you know two corners that start for that team were out he beat uh, the Redskins yeah he beat Washington in week 16 but then Washington their group of receivers not even uh, not even limited to scary Terry, but they had uh, they had a, they moved the ball efficiently. So that takes me to this week, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, both of these teams could very well lose as probably double-digit favorites to these two teams that they're facing. And so Dallas isn't out of it. Philadelphia no. certainly doesn't have it sewn up, and Philadelphia could lose and still win the division because Dallas could, could very lose. well very well lose as well. So I had a lot of money on the Cowboys win the NFC East. So I had this and this was after we had the win total under nine going because, again, the Eagles looked dead. Exactly. And so I
0: hedged a bunch with Eagles plus two and a half. Now, I can still middle because I can still get, you know, the, the Eagles could easily lose. Obviously, so could the Cowboys, but the Cowboys at least play at home yeah I mean right. the Eagles have to go on the road you know to uh, well, and here's the thing and Daniel Jones clearly heard what I had to say yeah and and is really playing hard to make sure that doesn't well,
2: happen well and the thing with the thing is is in the NFL, what wins more than anything? Good quarterback play, being able to move the football, right? <laughs> if you can, and that's the thing about when we talk about Jameis, right? Or like, you know, would you rather have a Jameis or a Mariota, right? I'd rather have a Jameis ten days out of ten because he can move the football. He makes mistakes, but you're never out of it because you you can move the football tonight. Tonight with the Chicago Bears, what was their issue? They couldn't move the football. At least the Giants can move the football. Dallas's defense has hasn't been horrible, but isn't great. I still think. I I still think that this is a pretty like wide open sort of like division Uh, in Philly. Obviously, the front runner here, but uh, by no means is it a lock?
0: No, it's actually legitimately a compelling week 17, which we'll talk about in a second. Okay, let's rewind to Saturday because Saturday was a great day of football. Mm -hmm. The first game, Houston and uh, Tampa Bay. Okay, that was great. But the other two games were really interesting because of. Both those teams in each of those games are either a playoff team or a team that is very interesting from a they fell off the the planet perspective. Bill's Patriots. It felt a little bit to me like Tom Brady kind of got his legs under him a little bit more in this game and that from a clean pocket, he was having a little bit more success and that that bore itself out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bill's defense is no joke. He averaged nine yards per attempt from a clean pocket, which is really good But this was I I didn't realize this until I looked at at his passing map he didn't throw a single pass 20 plus yards downfield and So while it looked good and they covered and all that stuff. I'm still very nervous because you gotta have some big playability or else as you said You're just really
2: trying to win games against like if you go play the chiefs again, I mean the Chiefs the difference between the chiefs and the bills is that Patrick Mahomes <laughs> can make all difference. Yes, the Patrick Mahomes can make all the fluky throws that Josh Allen makes and all the ones in between <laughs> you, you know like. We give Josh Allen a fair amount of flack, but the, the fact of the matter is, is he can make some throws. I mean, the throw he made to John Brown was terrific. The throw he made to Dawson Knox was awesome, but in between he was horrible. I mean, ultimately he couldn't uh, he couldn't complete basically more than fifty percent of his passes, save those two. Mahomes, of course, can make the downfield plays, and the, and that offense hasn't reached its peak yet, for for uh, to be quite frank. And so if the, if New England runs up against a team like that, we've already seen it happen. It's going to be tough. For them uh the hard part is you know the chiefs are are banking or you know hoping that the dolphins can win in new england this week and then they win uh at home against the chargers to lock up the two seed probably not going to happen but uh, there is still a chance can i tell you what i'm not afraid of i'm not afraid of going into new england i'm not at all yeah i what i'm afraid of is the statistical issues with playing at home against the six seed right Oh, and and Tennessee, yes. Tennessee, I mean, this sounds really stupid, but Tennessee has beaten Kansas City like four times in a row, including this year. Tennessee's a team, and we were sweating out the New Orleans minus two and a half today. Tennessee's a team that's scary. Like, they can make plays, and, you know, whether it's A.J. Brown or freaking Tajay Sharp. Today, it was—if if Tennessee gets the sixth seed and the Chiefs have to play them week one—the week, first week in the playoffs in Arrowhead— I'm not like shivering or anything, but I'd rather that game be a 100 zero than a 70 30. That that's my only issue on the bills side of things. They, this game
0: seemed way closer than it probably should have been given Mm -hmm. that first half. And they scored that touchdown uh, right at the end of the half. And that kind of made it a game because the Patriots just have not been a team that can pull away. Josh Allen, 6.3 yards per attempt from a clean pocket. He was nine of 20 when clean, which, uh, Hey, Bill's fans is really bad. Uh, And then he was good under pressure, which is something that, of course, is is fluky. And that was ultimately what kept it a close game. But what was the main point coming out of this was the Bills played poorly and the Patriots couldn't put them away. And that's why if I'm the Chiefs or I'm the Ravens and the Ravens, obviously don't have to worry about this because they're staying at home. But I look at the Chiefs because the Chiefs to me are the most dangerous team in the AFC right now they should not be worried about going into Foxborough because the Patriots can't run away from yep, anybody. For sure. The Niners then played the Rams. And as, as predicted on this show, it was a much closer game than many people thought it would be. The Rams were able to score some points, 34-31 ultimately. Did this make you, I mean, given that we thought it would be closer than the spread was, did this make you less confident in the Niners heading into Week 17? Well, or more confident.
2: The problem is is it's relative to who they're facing, which is the Seattle Seahawks, for whom I have a lot more problems, you know, than than the Niners. The issue with San Francisco reared its ugly head though. I mean, interior pressure got after Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G made some great throws. He also made some horrible throws. Yep, really bad throws. The the efficiency in the run game, you know, which was like their the cheat code in the past is not there anymore. And then defensively, um, you know, there was a lot there there, you know, and and I know that DK Metcalf and and Tyler Lockett combined for one catch today. Um, but you know, we saw a little bit of a rapport between, you know, Russell Wilson and his tight end. Uh and, you know, Tyler Higby had a really good game as we predicted against against the forty ers The the Niners defense. Going into the playoffs, I'm not as afraid of the Niners as I once was. Going into this game in Week 17 against— Because because of their offense or because of their defense? Both. I think their defense is not this juggernaut that it was for the first eight weeks of the season. And I think their offense has some deficiencies that, while still good— they are not this team that I'm like, shivering about, right? Because if you can get pressure on Jimmy G, he's not the same guy. And while he did make a deep throw, you know, he ended up saving us the cover because it was underthrown. He hasn't been great deep, you know, throwing it deep. He's been really good in the intermediate and he's been good off play action, but deep throws, he's not going to bake, break your back with those. Uh, and so, again i'm not particularly afraid uh, of seattle this coming week if i'm san francisco but in the playoffs i think a new orleans team if if they match up again will be game to beat them yeah, it would be the favorite uh, i think well if the games in san francisco i think san francisco would be three point favorites i think it would be basically even yeah interesting I'd, i don't think so i mean i i don't i don't hate the idea uh, but i i would say they would be yeah i guess our numbers would be we kind of agree with you i i would say that of course they do i would say that san francisco would be a favorite but they're oh i'm not saying they wouldn't be but i think they would be less of a we would be on the saints
0: i think they would be a one and a half two point favorite okay because the saints are the better team but the point that you made about their defense was exactly what i took away from this game which is okay the rams are not a great offensive team but they're decent right yep. and they came in with a little bit better protection than they had the last time they faced the Niners and they were able to put up 31 points in this game and this shines a light on why you should not get super excited about a great defense because they did play well they got a ton of pressure uh, Eric Armstead Forrest Buckner played really well Fred Warner played really well um, Richard Sherman quad Williams played well and they gave 31 points Nick Bosa played decently
2: Good offense beats defense, and and the, the, and the Rams' offense was clicking a little bit. You know, the, you know there were, and that's kind of what worries me yeah. about you know when they go play Seattle because
0: Seattle has a bunch of playmakers. Now the difference is was crazy to say, but the the Rams' pass protection is way better than than the Seahawks
2: is. How, how so? Watching that game after the Fred Warner interception for a touchdown, how how much how likely did you give the the Rams our our pick to cover? I was far less than 50% in my mind. Yeah. It was backbreaking. You know,
0: I still had faith in um in our boy, in our boy Jimmy G
2: to kind of let him let him hang around. Well, you know, you know what kept us in it was Aaron Donald, right? So he, he was because Trent. because yeah. they were this San Francisco to their credit was winning the field position game, right? They got they got the Rams inside the 10-yard line on like consecutive drives and they were playing around midfield and to the Rams credit, they got turnovers, they got sacks. They did a really good job, I think, defensively, which, you know, for a team that with not a ton to play for, their probability of making the playoffs wasn't particularly high. They played extremely hard, and they should be commended for it. Um, It'll be very interesting to see what the Rams
0: come out next season look yes, like. Yes, very much. Because there is a lot of falconry that could happen with this team. They make it to the Super Bowl. They lose to the Patriots. They come out the next season. They're not quite as good. They
2: battle. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the wheels start to fall off. And it'll be very interesting to see if we they We convince can... ourselves that there's a lot there, 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 but then there's always something missing. Like, Jared Goff played great, but there were plenty of plays where you're like, oh, that's why he sucked this year. You know, where you're just... You're like, there's no chance he's completing this pass. I need to figure out what it is that can go from hot to freezing without like this with a
0: very slight change i have no idea what i'm trying to think of yeah yeah. but, but that's him right he, if it's perfect he's perfect and if it's anything different it's a disaster if we comment just for a
2: second Bob robert, robert woods is amazing he's pretty good robert woods's favorite player material really yeah. oh yeah wow I mean, favorite player i mean he's just does he blocks favorite non-chief you mean well Travis Kelsey was, was nice tonight. It really <laughs> helped the fantasy team. Um, you, you didn't even call him Travis once tonight. I, I just called him T the whole night. Yeah, and then like, when they threw it to... Blushing profusely. When they threw it to Blake Bell, who is not Lake Bell, by the way. and um, they threw it to Blake Bell, I called him, what, Low T? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can go get some of that, uh, whatever Frank Thomas is selling and yes. fix that. So, speaking of the the Chiefs. We watched him destroy the Bears in shocking fashion. Mitch Trubisky, it turns out, not very good at football. We had a discussion about it this earlier this week, right? Was his six-game streak of playing well, was it something to buy into
2: it? He turned the corner. Our lives for the next 10 years is just going to be teams, Twitters, T- calling us haters and then two weeks later being saying I got, they found out first.
0: I got crazy fan takes for saying that uh, Khalil, the Khalil Mack trade was a decisive win for the Raiders. The Raiders and the Bears currently have the same record, the same record. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Weird. And we were talking about this just a second ago. I think this is a legitimately interesting question. Are the Raiders even?
2: I mean how many more wins do they have with Cleo? Yeah, I mean that's the thing it's it's all like maybe 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 one. Maybe one and even then there's not a game where I watch them and I go oh man if they could get pressure on the quarterback that would be their issue because no, they've gotten plenty of pressure on the quarterback. It's whether Dave, uh <laughs> David Carr. It's whether Derek Carr is having a good
0: day or not. Whether he woke up on the right side of the bed. Yeah. But the the Chiefs were really impressive. Now you said they were impressive defensively, and I pushed back on that by saying, actually, the Bears are just so bad offensively that it doesn't matter. Yeah. But the offense, you know, in a place that. Certainly, there's a home field advantage there for the Bears. The Bears defense has a lot of skill there. So for them to be able to move the ball, Pat Mahomes looked really good, looked yeah. healthy. And I would make the case that I am just as afraid of Mahomes
2: and the Chiefs as I am the Ravens. Yeah. Am I insane? No. I mean, here's the thing. So I, I've been saying this. this is actually not true anymore. The Chiefs are a top five team in terms of opponent offenses faced this year. The worst team in terms of opponent offenses faced this year is Baltimore. So, like, we like, you know, Baltimore's done a pretty good job of of weathering the storm defensively. They struggled in the first month of the year. A lot of great additions, including former Chief Marcus Peters, but also LJ Fort. Uh, you know, those types of players have done wonders for their defense. Um, but they are very. They and the Chiefs are very much on the side of you've, who have you played. Mm-hmm. And Kansas City has looked good, and they've played good teams to the mo- for the most part, and we're starting to see it. In the last two weeks when they've played horrible offenses, they've only given up three points. So I said this before, and I'll, I'll say it again. I think the Chiefs have shown that they're a great offense with a great coach and a defense that's passable. And that's really all you can ask for in the playoffs. The Chiefs, to me, are definitively the second-best team in the AFC
0: and the Ravens while I think they are definitively the best team throughout the course of the season have been throughout the course of the season I will just point out one thing which is in today's game against the Cleveland Browns their highest graded players were Ronnie Stanley Marshall Yanda Orlando Brown Jr. Patrick Ricard and Justice Hill now the point that I'm making is not that Lamar Jackson is not great because he is But you're still taking Patrick Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. And as great as being a strong team throughout the season is, it is more important to have the best quarterback than anything else. And so when those two teams match up against each other, which we saw earlier this season, having the best quarterback is going to be the most important thing. And that's what the Chiefs have. I mean, that guy's incredible. I, yeah. I think the fact that, you know, he was supposed to be the MVP. looked like he was going to be MVP through the first four weeks of the season. But the fact that he hasn't been has been a real blessing in disguise.
2: Yeah, because they have to they have to learn how to win. Um, like they've just flown under the radar. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. And and the fact is, is like they they're they had Spencer Ware playing running back tonight. Like they can literally win with like. Some pretty like mediocre supporting cast at this point, point. A- yeah. and Mahomes has been, uh, you know, every bit as as good today. Today he didn't even complete a pass over yeah, twenty yards I was about in the to air. Say the same he thing. was six of six of seven in, in the intermediate area. Like he's just kind of toying around with these teams at this point. I mean, the, the counting on his fingers
0: thing, That was pretty great. That that was, you know, how the NBA is always—they're super petty, and they, yeah. you know, they're all. There's they take every opportunity to be petty, but the NFL needs more of that. And that was a, a great example of it. Um, all right. A couple of. Of other things. So let's talk about. I think this game deserves uh, a little bit of mention, just a little bit, which is Seattle, San Francisco. And how much does this game really matter for both of these?
2: Teams? A ton. And so let's let's go through Why? Well, okay, here my question to you. What do the Seahawks have other than Russell Wilson and home field advantage? Not much. So for the, so th- but this was kind of why I wanted to ask this question
0: because yeah. does it matter a ton for the Seahawks and matter so matter way more for the Seahawks than it does for the 49ers? Yes.
2: But but I but the but the issue to me and Seattle right now, I believe, if you look at their point differential, so they lot, they were only up by twenty six going into the day. So they lost. the only point differential is like plus twelve this year. Oh, no, it's really uh, they're a very average team. Yeah, they're a very average team. So really, what what can what can this average team do? With what's what's you know what's going for them, right? Well, okay, they can get a week off, right? We used to know Dwayne Brown might not play this week; he's going to get knee surgery today. We had to we had to you know, watch George Fant and Jamarco Jones play left tackle for them. Um, Chris Carson, he was their highest graded player today in terms of our plus minus or whatever. He's out, and he's probably going to be out week seventeen per uh, P. Carroll. Um, you know Metcalf, you know uh, Lockett, all of them. Have have been banged up at times, like there, and then defensively we saw Clowney didn't play. Um, uh, Quandre Diggs, who's been a very good addition, didn't play. Like these are guys. Like their defense isn't good fundamentally, but these guys that they've acquired have changed the variance. Right? That game in San Francisco, Seattle does not win that game unless Javion Clowney forces turnovers and gets sacks. Uh, Quandre Diggs, you're talking about four interceptions or whatever since you know going, uh, you know, a- a- and and coming into that backfield. Those games are different if there's not those turnovers. They can't play teams straight up. They need these players to be out their best. And I think if they have to play in the first round of the playoffs on the road, it's basically it for them. I would agree. Whereas the Niners, I have no
0: no issue with them going on the road to the NFC East and no. beating the brakes off of one of those teams. I don't think that's an issue. I think at they all. would
2: beat the Eagles. I think this is going to sound you know old takes explode. I think they beat the Eagles 41-3 if I, they play the Eagles. I think they would trounce any of those teams. Uh, Dallas Dallas could be a team. Dallas is weird where like you could get you could catch them on their Rams game. You know, in which case, I think they would be back and forth. But on a bad day, they would they would beat the the Cowboys no. and they beat the because the Rams game
0: mattered but didn't really matter in games that really matter. The Cowboys just come out and take a gigantic dump in the middle of the star. And that's exactly what would happen. So to did that once, too. I mean, I'm looking at Russell Wilson um, today against the Cardinals and the Cardinals defense is bad. But he was under pressure on 15 of 37 dropbacks. And this is the tough thing about Russell Wilson, is he's sensational from a clean pocket. But v- percentage of the time that you are clean matters because he can only be yeah. Herculean under pressure every so often. That's the nature of pressure, right? It's unstable. Yes. So today he was two for ten for twenty-three yards and took five sacks, and he was under pressure. And if you're just going to let him be under pressure on 15 to 20 drop
2: backs, like that can, well, happen, or if he's going to let himself, right. Cause at this point in time, sure. he, I think the, the right tackle, left yeah, tackle situation he, was bad. Yeah, he completed zero passes over t- over 20 yards downfield. He was, he actually graded. Okay. I, it, but I think there was some drops there. The issue is, is, Pre- that's the that's the reason some quarterbacks are higher variance and some aren't right the pressure rates pretty stable right how you perform under pressure is not so much and if you in- invite more pressure you're going to add variance you know in a way that guys like Drew Brees do not um, No, I
0: so, so if you if we think about this game now it, it's happening in Seattle so they do have the home field there but when I go back and I think about what happened in this the meeting in San Francisco the San Francisco 49ers, to me, now are a totally different team. In that game against Seattle, they had no receivers, right?
2: They they didn't have Kittle. Sanders got hurt. I forgot that they didn't have Kittle, so that was Dwelly that was the tight end in it, that game? It
0: was Dwelly. It was um, Kendrick Bourne dropping passes left and right. I about that. So— there is a legit right. I, I really feel as though the Niners in this game are a totally different team, whereas the Seahawks to
2: me are a far weaker team. Yeah, I, I'll push back just a little bit because so Sanders played a little bit. in That game got he hurt. Did. Yeah. And he got injured. Bourne was absolutely dreadful. That's what made it worse, though. So. He comes in, he he plays, Everybody. Yeah. everybody's,
0: you know, no one is prepared for him to be out. He goes out and then all if you remember the first couple of drives he was in there, uh, Boog was having a, yeah. a, a, a apparition,
2: uh, getting the stigmata every time that uh, Emmanuel Sanders but was then, but then you had free over the middle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And some of these were dropped. But I mean, you're Jimmy G was four of 19 throwing the ball over 10 yards on field in that game. Like it, it was terrible. And and some of them were dropped, but some of them. And the thing is, it's like, so but I don't think you, I, I, you can't put it all on Jimmy G. Like right. these guys looked like they had never run a route before. That's true. That's true. Um, And a lot of his bad grade was under pressure. He, he had a seven and a half passer rating on the 18 pressure drop X. So, again, does this come down to. It, does this come down to how healthy the Seahawks are? Because I think today came 100% down to how healthy the Seahawks were. Like without, without Brown, without uh, Clowney, without Diggs. I mean, even like Shaquem, or Shaquille Griffin was injured last week, came back and played. Like I think it has a lot to do with how healthy – I think it has a lot to do with how healthy uh, Seattle is, because if they're healthy, I do think that they have enough stars to keep this game close. If Jimmy G is as high, like if Jimmy G plays like he did against New Orleans, this game's over in the first quarter. But like he plays enough high variance games to keep the other team in the game. I don't think it matters how healthy Seattle is.
0: This is all about the Niners. The Niners are a better team through and through i agree they have the better coaching they have just all of their players are better at all the positions except for the quarterback but the problem for russell wilson is that the rest of his players are so bad that he's not going to be and his and his coaching is as is
2: subpar compared to what the niners have that he is they put, punt, they kicked a, they 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 went to set up a 52 yard field goal on fourth and one Got to delay a game on purpose and then punted.
0: Exactly my point. And I think Shanahan has proven over the past couple of weeks in against teams that he thinks are legit. Yeah. He will go for it. And I hope he believes that against the Seahawks. So, 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 if, so, so let me finish my point, though. You said it's the Seahawks being healthy. It has nothing to do with that. Because if the Niners are healthy, they are such a better team that it doesn't matter where they're playing they can come in and just roll over the Seahawks.
2: Okay. Because I think the issue is going to be that numbers-wise, like if you just grade all the players, look at ELO, you look at quarterback, EPA probably not so much. It, it, the, well, we're going to talk about where the number is, but I, I think numerically we're going to be on Seattle this week. I, because of the quarterback. Because of the quarterback. And, I, and, and,
0: I, bec- and because people have watched. The unfortunate thing is that Seattle lost
2: to Arizona. That's the unfortunate piece because people are going to overreact to that. Yeah. And it'll be interesting. I think I do think everything has its price. And in as much as I you know, we talked about the Rams, right? The why we bet into the Rams this week. Well, it's like, well, again, you're fading recency stuff. You faded with the Rams, you faded how bad they played against the Niners the first time, how bad they played the last week, and you're fading the narrative that the loss to Atlanta was just a, a a sandwich spot that they were just like, oh, forget this game. No one cares, mm-hmm. right? And and we were you know, right more or less. And and I think some of that's probably going to be true this week. I think a lot of people are just going to disregard Seattle as a as a as a bum team that lost to lost at oh, home absolutely. to Arizona, and There's no doubt, about and forget it. the fact that San Francisco probably could have lost to Arizona twice as well, right? And and so these are two very well. There's one very good flawed team, and there's one very flawed team with good players, and that'll be an interesting game, uh, I, I think, on Sunday night.
0: It's going to be fast. I'm just so glad that we avoided the Tennessee disaster for a second straight season.
2: No offense to Tennessee, but you are the boringest team in the NFL. I'd actually although, all of the offense to Tennessee. All, although Tennessee went from being the boringest team in the NFL to a team that's fairly compelling because of Ryan Tannehill. He had another sure. good game. He takes too many sacks, but he, he, the, throw, the play guess. he made to Tajay Sharp on the rollout on third and one was really good. I think that a lot
0: of NFL teams embody their city pretty well. Yeah. There are a couple that are like totally different, one of which is Kansas City. Kansas City plays like they should be in L.A. Yeah, right, yeah. They're, they're but they used to play like they were in Canada when Alex Smith is a sure. TV. But um, the Tennessee Titans are the opposite. Nashville's a really fun place, vibrant nightlife, like it's awesome, great food, cool cool city. And for the most part, until Ryan Tannehill came around, they've just been disappointing as yeah. can possibly be. Speaking of teams that embody their city, the Monday night game is uh, Green Bay, Minnesota. We're going to talk about this for a little bit because when we did this podcast last week, remember. We saw, okay, Minnesota's more than a field goal favorite against Green Bay. We figure we'll back this. And then what has the line done? It's moved out towards Minnesota, got to five and a half. It's now five. And I'm shocked that our model thinks this is pretty efficient. I'm trying to figure out why. And it it's really gotta be that Kirk Cousins has just played so much better than Aaron
2: Rodgers, right? Like what what else is there? I, I don't. I mean, well, I think it's because five is a dead number. So like, and so all of all of, sure. them, and then the Vikings are a very efficient team on offense, uh, uh you know, and defense as well. Like the so, like, the Minnesota Vikings over the last two years. And again, I've I've been the one that's banging the drum against this, but Minnesota has given up negative EPA per plat, pass play adjusted for context and all that kind of stuff. So. You know they're not that way anymore, right? You know I've I've tweeted out all the backup quarterbacks they've played, but like hist- from a historical perspective, they've been decent, and and so our numbers are basically above three in a, or three or four in every case, and then the the fact that five is a dead number, it's going to draw okay. it towards. But say it's four, like it was. Yeah, uh, the that
0: is shocking to me. This is a game that matters for both teams. Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback on one side. Kirk yeah. Cousins is a quarterback on the other side, and we're not backing Aaron Rodgers. Well,
2: the other, the other thing is that, you know, again, the coaching, I think, is better in Minnesota. Which, yeah, Stavansky, I would Stefanski is a top-five offensive play caller. Zimmer is a top-five defensive play caller. Um, Green Bay, you know, has been better this year, although I think we're finding out mccarthy maybe wasn't the only problem there uh certainly not Patton's a little overrated i think as a defensive play caller so i do think minnesota deserves some backing here although as we talked about you know we did get the first leg we got buffalo plus 12 coming back we got the best of the number here green bay is plus 11 and a half in our the second half of our block of the week teaser uh (laughs) so i i do think i do think this game plays close The, the issue is and we're going we're just gonna get started on the motivational aspect from here on out, right? Minnesota basically has to win out to win the division, which Chicago looked dead tonight, so that's not as big of a, a deal. But they also have to have have to have Green Bay lose in Detroit to David Blau. Now, Detroit was competitive for most of the game today, but like, how motivated is Minnesota here? I don't know if being
0: motivate i actually don't know if that's good a good or a bad thing yeah because i have zero faith in kirk cousins when he has to be motivated to win because i've seen those pre-game huddles that he does and they're so bad yeah. that you could take all of the motivation it's basically a reverse motivational speech you're amped up to play you're super stoked you're like yeah Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. go. And then Kirk Cousins gets in there and he delivers this speech and you're just like
2: <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it's unru-
0: unbelievable. So, I don't know that being motivated is actually a good thing for the Vikings, which is one of the reasons that initially when we talked last Monday morning, I thought that the Packers were a tremendous play. And then of course. A
2: slap yeah. In the face. I mean, you look at you look at their head to heads, right? You're you're looking at basically I mean, this game, the last three of them have all been within a score, you know, including one tie. You know, when you had Brett Hundley, you actually played pretty well today yeah, uh, and Kyler Murray said. But, you know, once you go back a little bit, it's a little bit, clo- you know, a little bit spread out a little bit when you have backup quarterbacks. But, um, you know, these two teams generally play pretty close. Um, so I just can't, like I said, I I can't see it being more than a one-score game. What if Aaron Rod? I mean, what if Aaron Rodgers performs in a manner in which he did against the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, that then you're then you're looking at a team that simply can't move the ball against a Minnesota team. That Minnesota, Minnesota has Minnesota's, its own problem. Minnesota's defense is bad, though. I agree, but you know, I I'll, I'll be really interested. I think there's a sneaky thing here that could help Minnesota, which is that that Cook is out. And they're going to be forced to throw. And the they ball. might be forced to throw. Our friend will Pe- the play action work, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our friend <laughs> Peter King messaged me earlier. We talk, He was talk, asking about the Vikings playing two or fewer wide receivers. They've played two or fewer wide receivers at a rate that we've not seen in the PFF era except okay. for the 2006 San Diego Chargers. Uh, will they open it up a little bit now that they don't have their like star running back this week? Uh, that might spell doom for the Packers. I don't know. I, I still think it's close. Uh, it'll be fun. I'll be in. Minneapolis-ish for the game, oh. so it'll be kind of fun. You going to go? I'm actually I'm hosting the radio show. You you go on Matt's show all the time, um, so you can't go to the game because you're hosting a radio show. I can't go to the game because I don't have tickets, oh. and I'm hosting a show in Minneapolis the time before, and then I'm going to my my family's Christmas party. So. Sick, Western Wisconsin, sweet. All of them are, all, they are all Packer fans. So we'll see how they they handle their the Vikings nipping at their heels. All right, you ready to get into the games? Let's do it.
0: So we're gonna go through the games that matter, and then the games that don't matter. We'll go real quickly yeah. through. We're gonna we're be. Going. I have a feeling we're gonna be wronger than we are. Oh, absolutely. I I anticipate being very wrong on all of these because. Like, who even knows what the motivation is for some of these teams? So, where will the lines end up? Uh, And then we'll try and and decide what our favorites are at the end. So, let's start off with uh, the biggest one of the bunch:
2: San Francisco, Seattle. What'd you have this at? Uh, Well, I had seen this ahead of time. I had it basically at what the, the look ahead was. I had it as a pick. Okay. I had Seattle minus one, it is currently three. And shaded towards San Francisco. So the betting market currently believes that San Francisco is more than six points better than right. Seattle.
0: San Francisco is
2: minus three. San Francisco is minus yes. three. Yeah. So
0: this, I mean, before the games happened, you assume that Seattle beats Arizona. You'd think. Right. And it was my belief that that the Niners are a better team. The home field in a week 17 game in Seattle, I figured if both teams were the same, you know, power rating wise that Seattle would be about a three and a half four point favorite. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're you're crossing key number there. I, I, you know, a pick is fine. Minus one.
2: I'm. I am. I'm shocked that San Francisco is, is minus three in this. Yeah, I, I mean, I think just from I actually grabbed a little San or a Seattle plus three when I saw it, because I because to me, I think. I th- I think Seattle is going to be the side that, like, basically everybody's on uh, every everybody who like everybody who does, you know, does any sort of analysis is going to be on Seattle. And then I think the public's going to be on San Francisco. I, I think it's going to be one of those games. You think uh, so? Yeah. I mean, because I, because I think people are going to say, OK, San Francisco is healthier. Um, Seattle has the propensity to look like crap at times. I could be wrong. I mean, there was there was a game we were on Green Bay, and weirdly also the public was on Green Bay in San Francisco because people were like, well, I love backing Aaron Rodgers as an underdog, and that was enticing. Right. So that's I, what people, I think People happens. might think the same thing about Russell Wilson. I mean, we've learned a ton. I, I believe that people
0: are going to dig up their trend zone book and pull out the times that Seattle has been a home underdog and absolutely just sweat themselves to death trying to bet on Seattle. Um, Doesn't this, though, have the same sort of out.
2: feeling in terms of the number movement as Houston versus Tampa? So, like, that game... Aside op- from the fact that it's not a terrible game? Well, no, but, like, Tampa, like, lost two of their best players. Um, the number, like, fundamentally was more around to pick em, and then eventually got bet out to three, and then it was, like, jockeying at three basically all week. And Tampa Bay, like... You know be push that number basically because you know they they play that like crap in the first half but I, I think that's kind of the idea is like oh people saw this at minus one or, or zero or whatever and started grabbing Seattle you know, San Francisco you know early on thinking that this would happen to Seattle with all the injuries and then it did and then now it's a three I think we're just basically be jockeying at this number the rest of the week I would be I would be stunned if it didn't move back towards Seattle be shocked okay I, I hope it I hope it stays at three. Why? Because I I I think I think that'll be a compelling I, I think at two and a half it I think at two and a half it's it's far less enticing to bet either side. I agree. I think it could move more than that. Okay. Six
0: points is a ton.
2: They beat know, him last time. Dude, I know. I, <laughs> I, I I'm with you hundred percent. I mean the last time the last time it implied. A, so we, we've seen a three point difference in the in the in the strength of the team. There must be there could be some inside information basically about how injured Dwayne Brown is. And then but if they're if they're responding to CJ Procise and I mean, and Chris Carson being stop. injured, they're idiots. Yeah, stop.
0: <laughs> I do. I do really believe that the Niners could like, if you're like, hey, one team wins running away,
2: yeah. it's the Niners. Well, for sure. it reminds me a little bit of the Rams when the Rams, remember in 2017, the Rams went or Seattle went to LA and won kind of a fluky game, right? I think we picked that game. And then the following, like, you know, f- 10 weeks later, they go to Seattle and they're maybe like a one point underdog and they rolled them, right? It was like 47 3 or something right. like that. I could totally see that happening. And people are like, people s- saw them luck out earlier in the season and then. And then get blown out in the second half of the year. But you're also going to have the narrative of the Niners pass rush
0: is going to eat this downtrodden Seattle offensive line for lunch. And that could very well be true. But (laughs) honestly, if like, is that really what you want to bet on? You want to bet on. Russell Wilson having like no shot in this game. There's no way Russell Wilson comes out of this game without having a chance to win in there, some way. There's, yeah, in the second half. The there's narrative no way.
2: I, I'm hoping that Seattle sees their lack of running backs as an opportunity to throw the football. Cause, cause you I tweet, know. I mean, they were crazy. The ball to happened. Homer on first and second down, down by two scores oh, multiple no. times in this I know. game. It was it's embarrassing. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier,
0: right? Like Jimmy G is the worst quarterback in this game, but his environment is so, so much, much better, better than Russell Wilson's, right? For real. It's like, uh, it's honestly like living in two different worlds. I mean, Jimmy G has a, has a wonderful situation to be a good quarterback. He's an average quarterback that plays elevated True. dramatically. And Russell Wilson has to basically be Houdini on <laughs> all of the third downs in order to get this team above average. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, next one, Philly goes to New York to play Daniel Jones, who is now the, the greatest quarterback in the history of the universe after beating the Washington Redskins. That's right. I'm, I'm clearly an idiot for saying that they should take, you know, even if he is the greatest quarterback, we've never seen a team with two great quarterbacks ever survive. Yeah, yeah. That's never happened. Uh, San Francisco being one. No, that never happened. That's a that's a fairy tale. They didn't have Joe Montana and Steve Young at one point and end up winning. The Super Vikings Bulls.
2: didn't have Brad Johnson and, and Randall Cunningham either. The Chiefs didn't have Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. Yeah, they had Alex Smith. They didn't need Mahomes. If you have two great quarterbacks, you have none. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think about this game? Uh, I had. Where is it here? Uh, oh my goodness! Do you have it? I, have, I can't find mine. I'm 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 wrong. I had. Giants plus five and a half. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I had, uh, I had Giants plus three and a half. I'll tell you why I'm wrong here. I saw Philadelphia versus Washington spread two weeks ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And Washington gave Philly a game. Now we did not think of the domination Philly would, would, would achieve today before we did this, but the market certainly has baked that in because Philadelphia. Well, no, actually it's four, and a half. four and a half. Okay. I'm with, I'm with you then. So it's right between us. I, I don't, I don't hate that number at all. Nope. And there's, that, that certainly shows you the respect or lack thereof that the market has for. For Philly. For Philly. Yeah. Right. They just looked at that game and they go, wow, this is an atrocity. Yeah.
0: this is the That game was so much more about the Cowboys just being totally unprepared to actually play a meaningful football yeah. game. They just weren't ready to do it. And the Eagles, to their credit, have a little bit of moxie. They've got a guy named Boston Scott. If you had to bet a side. Which Generational one talent. Um, well, I, I will, it, I will probably be betting Philly in this game because I still have the Dallas,
2: uh, you know, NFC East. So if you do four and a half on the money line, okay, that's not a terrible price to lay. You're basically laying minus two, right? It's not, it's not the worst. Uh, I think I would, I think I would probably
0: still take, um, Philly. I would fade. I would fade the Daniel
2: Jones noise. Okay, I like it. Um, I think it's a pretty efficient line. What about you? I no. I I, um, I think Philly is the new Atlanta Falcons still, and they were very, they reminded me a lot of you remember that game that Atlanta had to play against Carolina in Week 17 mm-hmm. of 2017 that felt yep. a lot like that where they obviously they clearly dominated the game but couldn't put the other team away. Couldn't put it away and well it'd be it'd be such a falcony thing to win this game that basically
0: clinches it yes and then not go but back. doesn't quite yeah.
2: so well the the funniest thing would be if if Philadelphia were to lose this game but then Dallas were to lose as well um that, be if, so if you're the Cowboys are you almost are you upset that today didn't eliminate you period because Dax injured right there are players that are banged up on that team and now you have to go out and now and now you play. have to go out and basically play a Redskins team um that is no joke that is yeah they're gonna play hard so speaking of that game washington goes to dallas oh by the way under 46 is the play in that game oh in uh yeah in philly new york philly is an under team the giants are gonna do whatever philly does yeah but daniel jones is a turnover worthy
0: machine okay i think we might like under in that game but i don't hate it i'm just saying okay washington goes to dallas what did you have uh,
2: okay. I had <laughs> I put okay. I put I think Dallas rests their starters, so I obviously thought Dallas is going to win this win. game. Yeah. So I would I, I put it at so I put it if they rest their starters are plus three, and then I said and I said if they actually have to win the game something's been something's gone so badly, so then I put plus seven and a half. You mean Dallas? Or sorry, minus D- Dallas minus seven and a half yeah. at home. Yeah. I. I was even shorter than you. I had Dallas minus 6.5. Yeah. And it's 10.5. Yeah. So, like, so we're Washington fans this week, then? 10.5 is a ridiculous it is number. It's an egregious amount. Let's look at what, like, the the fundamentals would be. Can we talk about for a second how on a huge third and one— Yeah, it's, it's less than 10. Let's put it that a way. A
0: huge third and one, Zeke took himself out of the game. You, and Pollard fumbled. And then Pollard fumbled. Right. But, I mean— Ninety million dollars. That's yeah, what you pay for. I know it's unreal. Can you imagine if you had a,
2: <laughs> imagine if Dak Prescott were like you know what I'm gonna take this one off. It's the best though because I'm Dallas is a positive them. EPA team running the ball this year. Zeke, I think, has been more efficient than Pollard on an EPA per play basis, and it doesn't matter. Nope. <laughs> all all that matters. Fumbling is, it does matter though. Yeah, all that matters is is being efficient. So how the is this ten and a half? It's ten and a half because they need it, and and. I think Keenum's being undervalued. So, like, people saw how well Haskins has played recently and said, oh, he's probably hurt for the rest of the season, so they're going to play Keenum. Their defense is banked up. Dallas has a pretty good offense. Like, Washington's defense is trash. Like, they were getting roasted today. Sure. So, like, there's a lot there there. Our numbers actually don't think it's that bad. I mean, like, for example, if you just take Elo, it's about 9.8. So, it's like... EPA per play, it's 10.5. You know, so it, there are some play level fundamentals here that like do point in this game's direction. Yeah. What is, what is Dak's shoulder not working? Well, that's, put it that's exactly it, right? So like you don't even know how, like, there how, are does, games, how does that, yeah. <laughs> there are games like this all the time. How does, how does Amari Pooper figure into this? Stop. Don't call him that. That was a disaster, man. He's had one catch. What a joke. He's had, I believe, one catch over 20 yards downfield the last five weeks. You know how there are some, Wide receivers like Julian Edelman.
0: Julian Edelman was banged up as hell in, in, on Saturday. He's a gamer. Dude just comes out and makes plays. Yep. Amari Cooper, what, like his fingernail? I can't you call him Amari Pooper. <laughs> Brutal. That's what he was doing with the football. He was. It's was a joke, man.
2: Well, and Gallup. Gallup, it, well, Gallup was, and Cobb are the receivers that showed up for them. And even Gallup. And Gallup just blew
0: a. I mean, Dak Prescott had Tavon Austin wide open, sales him, then has. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup drops it. Jalen Mills, however, takes full credit for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Mills gets roasted off the line of scrimmage. Gallup drops the pass. Jalen Mills gives
2: the perfect the, – every cornerback. Yeah, yeah. Not not on my watch. Not on this God, turf. God grant me the confidence of Jalen Mills. <laughs>
0: not today. I forced that drop by being two two steps behind him at the catch
2: point. Yep. Uh, okay, so we have that game. Tennessee. Sorry, you're Tennessee, gonna Houston. This game was Houston minus one in the look ahead. And now let's, well, what do you have it at now? So
0: now. So how does this game matter? It doesn't matter
2: for Houston except for seating. It could. Yes. So if Houston thinks that there's a chance that the Chargers beat the Chiefs, then it matters for seating. And so if you're Houston, right, like there is I would say that there's a galaxy brain level of, of care that you have to have about this game. If you win, Kansas City loses, then you get to pace Pittsburgh in the first round, which is a gift because yep. Duck Cause is they terrible. Because yeah. Duck is terrible. If you lose, you you have to play Buffalo in the first round, which is not going to be easy, right? Now, if, if you win, there's a chance you play Buffalo anyway. But you still – um, but the, I think the biggest thing is, like, you don't want to have to play Tennessee, you know. And I guess – so there's – an yeah, so they beat Tennessee – and they get the th- yeah, there, there's a that's really the reason I don't think they ever have to play Tennessee, but I do think like it's say Tennessee's a scary team in the playoffs relative to Pittsburgh. So you do want to oh, like by a mile kick them out and and the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders are scarier than the Steelers. Oh, by far. Yeah, but not. Absolutely. So uh, so that's where I'm. Li- so I said Houston would be two and a half point favorites. I, I Houston minus three. And it is actually, I believe, Houston is plus four, which four and a half. Four and a half. I mean, we you have we. This is one where we have to figure out who's playing, right? Like, if they sit Watson and and they're if, not.
0: I can't imagine Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson is the person that I believe Deshaun Watson is, there's no way Deshaun Watson here's is a not question, playing in this game.
2: Here's a question, though, and I do think that this. So I agree with you, but here's a non trivial thing: Will Fuller does change that offense and it looked as though he left the game again against Tampa with a soft tissue injury. Now they're probably not going to rest Watson for this game, but it's probably fair to assume they'll rest fuller. In which case I do think the, the calculus changes for them. Now that being said, the last time they placed Tennessee, Tennessee had as many issues in the secondary as they do now. And it wasn't fuller. It was, Kenny Stills. So there, I still like Houston here. If if everything's playing, if everybody's playing, I like Houston here. Plus the four and a half. Um, So this game's at um, at four twenty five. Yeah, they moved. I, I think they moved all of these games where like it's basically winning in to the late slot. Yeah, but where does Pittsburgh play? Uh, well, Pittsburgh's line is not up there. I don't think because they don't have the quarterback result. Ah. 'Cause they, they went duck dip dove, duck so dive that game, and dodge today. So
0: that game will be at four
2: twenty five. So too. yeah. So okay. I think I think the games at one o'clock could impact seating, but not impact who yeah, gets in and sense. who gets out. And then the and then the games at four are a who's in and who's out situation. I still think even without Will Fuller, four and a half. We're starting to see some Tannehill warts, right? Like the the, the 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 numbers that are in the box score still look pretty damn good for him. But he's taking sacks. He's, uh, he's missing some receivers. And he's not handling pressure nearly as well. So, like, Tannehill's been great. And I think he's earned a chance to be a some-team starting quarterback next year. But he's not on this, like, hot streak he was on just, right. you know, a couple weeks ago. All right. So, Pitt uh, Steelers-Ravens is not up. Uh, what did you have that at? Uh, yeah, I had. Actually, I think I saw it somewhere. I had, I had Pittsburgh as minus three because again, I thought that this would be, I thought this would be a situation where uh, Baltimore would be enticed to sit their players. Yeah. So
0: before I have a line from before Sunday night, but um, I said that
2: it would be Baltimore minus three. And, and you are. I, I see it currently at a place at, at one of the sports books here. And it is Ravens minus three. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a, a wizard when it comes to this. No. And I think you're being fair. I, I, I expected Pittsburgh to bounce back fundamentally today and they mm-hmm. did not. They did not. And, and, and Darnold was atrocious and they still couldn't beat him. I mean, the as we're finding out. Defense can only take you so far and Pittsburgh's defense is very good. But when your offense cannot, when you you can't score more than 10 points, well, you can't, well, it's not even scoring points so much as it's moving the football. You have to be able to control the game, right? Like, and as much, well, you do that by running. Yeah. Right. Le'Veon Bell was an absolute nightmare today and they still somehow won. Uh, Interesting. So where, where are you here then? Because I think the, I think, what do you think the Ravens do? I think they they rest their players. I mean, they should if they rest their players. So, like, let's say it's RG three from quarter two on. I, I'm not putting Lamar Jackson out there. No, the, especially the Steelers defense is fierce. There is zero chance that
0: Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson is awesome. Yes. He has been
2: so great. What good do you get out of putting him out there to run a couple right. of times? And here's the other thing. You are not afraid of the Steelers in the playoffs. No. In fact, you probably want to... to Of of any organization that is shrewd enough to understand
0: the value of rest versus actually having to play that team later on and all the karma and juju and no pun intended uh, that goes on with that, it's the Ravens, right? They'll understand this. They'll say, look, any chance of risking an an injury
2: to Lamar Jackson is just not worth it. Plus, here's some unpaid advice, by the way. If you if you throw this game and let Pittsburgh win and somehow they get in over Tennessee and Pittsburgh somehow is more game in the playoffs than you think you get to place them in week in week two, because they will be the and you'll be the one seed. So there, there's a, a myriad of reasons why the Ravens might, might want to give the Steelers this game. My only question is, can the Steelers beat the second string of the Ravens? Cause if you can't move like they, their offense is an absolute dumpster. I think it's
0: a much more compelling game. I would love to see RG3 versus yeah. Doc Mason, whatever it is. RG3, I mean, that's why it's minus three. RG3 back in the playoffs. That's why, I think that's why it's minus three, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's a legit, hey, the second string of the Ravens probably still still good enough to be the Steelers. Uh, New Orleans goes to Carolina in a game that also matters because New Orleans can get the one seed.
2: There'll still they will be big seattle
0: fans if seattle then they get the one seed if the niners win then the niners get the one seed
2: unless green bay wins out i believe because green bay i believe has a tiebreaker over new orleans i i have to look but like oh, oh sorry if if san francisco loses and green bay wins out yes yeah. so so green bay has to, so i believe new orleans path to the one seed is to be the only 13 and 3 team but yeah, so this game matters. Uh where did you have it? <sighs> uh Are we were we Will Greer stands when we put this out here? <laughs> no, I was not. Uh I had New Orleans favored by 14 and a half. Oh my goodness. What did I have? Um I anticipated Will Greer would be better than he was today. But uh he was a, uh, although the punt the punt team guy. for Carolina was brutal. I, mean, what is he supposed I had to New do? Orleans at I had New Orleans at minus 13 and a half. Wow. It's only 12 and a half. Uh, That is impressive. So New Orleans fell, fell behind today. This was a classic, horrible Sean Payton coming out. This was a game that the, the saints play in September. Yep. They had nine penalties, usually against Tampa Bay. They had nine penalties or the Cleveland Browns They had nine penalties in the first half. They had, um, yeah, they had nine penalties in the first half. They were brutal. And, they took care of business in the second half. They got a little lucky. I think the Klee Raymond and fumble could have been a penalty, but ultimately they did it, and they, they got us to the window. Um, oh, wait, this, no,
0: I did have 13 and a half.
2: This game anyway. is in Carolina. I was looking at something else. This game is in Carolina. We had New Orleans minus nine and a half the last time they played, did not cover. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd lay off this one because I, I, I don't know. I think New Orleans kind of slow plays their way through this game. I could see that, but I will grew is also like,
0: will Grier's was so bad in that game. The thing is they have no reason to risk. You know, I don't think they're that worried about.
2: They're not that afraid of going to San Francisco or they shouldn't be right. Like they're not that afraid of going to San Francisco, although they have a legit home field advantage. That's the thing that the saints
0: really do have a, a home field advantage. And I, I think that matters to them. Um, but twelve and a half is is a lot. I I do think that's still a tad short. So if I had to go one, if I had to go one way, I'm going I'm going to Orleans. Uh, Green Bay goes to Detroit, so Green Bay obviously needs to win tomorrow and then beat Detroit and hope that a couple. Well, games and not happen. only
2: that, they don't need yes for the one seed, but to win the NFC North, they just have to win this game, right? This particular game. Yep. Um, I I said Detroit would be getting eleven and a half at home. I said ten. Okay, let's see. Do we have? It's ten. Good for you. You got that one. Thank you. <laughs> I think that I think uh, just nailing it over I here. Know, I week seventeen wizard. I can't believe so. Detroit had a lead in the in the second half of that game. We had them. So we didn't have them all week, and then all of a sudden they got out to eight, and we ended up picking up Detroit as a pick. Ugh. Ugh. and and again, uh, they had a chance there, but ultimately couldn't. There's close. nothing worse nothing worse than waking up Sunday morning and finding in a couple extra picks, finding out
0: that you're back in David Blau. Yeah. Blow. <laughs> well, he blew. Yeah,
2: he did blow. Although like Kenny Galladay,
0: they were up in that game. A couple times,
2: Man. Ten, 10, nothing. And and they, they were, um, Kenny Galladay's playing hard and he's very good. So it's fair. Um, okay. I mean, I look, I, here's a question. Um, how if you have a bunch of Green Bay to win the NFC North tickets? Let's say minus one hundred and fifty and and more expensive. How 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 okay are you are with yourself right now? You're not hedging at all, probably not. Yeah, me either. I feel pretty good about myself,
0: especially having Kirk Cousins in a place where he needs to win and is motivated. Jeez, That's shade. I but- swear to God, the the funniest thing that I have witnessed in quite some time is the Kirk Cousins pregame speech uh, that. So Sunday night, like tapes them because they want to yeah. know if they're good or not. They can air them as you know part of the pregame. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. like a
2: joke. I had a, we had a conversation about so um, a, a couple of my friends uh, who run this podcast for the Vikings called Climbing the Pocket. We had this conversation about Kirk, and I said, and I said, you know, Kirk kind of fits. Kirk would fit into Minneapolis as a retiree, but not as a football player. And I said, you know, like Tom Brady's the kind of player who could call like his. Who could call like somebody's girlfriend like a breezy or something like that, and everybody mm-hmm. would laugh. Mm-hmm. And Kirk would call 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 her that and get his ass kicked. Yep. Like, yeah, he's uh, just <laughs> Kirk has a very punchable face. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah. Okay. Um, what's the next game? The, the next, rest. The next <laughs> game is the rest. Should we just Should we just go through in rapid fire, and then as we did last week, just kind of pick a side? Yes. Okay. Uh, First game is the Jets
0: at the Bills. I had the Bills minus 10.
2: Wow. I have the the Bills minus 2.5, and and it's minus 1. So is this because they're... There's nothing to play for? They're just resting their players. If you have a Jets under 7 ticket, though, there's something to play for. So I thought there was... Seating no, and you, there is none no because I'm the, the idiot. Yeah the, But the best the Titans or the Steelers can be is nine and seven. actually no It's just that I really like the bills and I think they're a great team. So and what in their second string? What do you think I mean it, are you laying are you going quickly to the book right now and laying a point with Buffalo? Probably yeah, I mean I, the problem but, is it's the better quarterback getting points in this in this game Sure, I do think they both kind of suck That's the thing. I,
0: I don't think Buffalo. Do you think they rest their guys?
2: I don't know. I, I, I think it's. Uh, I I They don't
0: strike me as a rest their guys I, team. I, I don't know. Sean McDermott doesn't look like a guy that Plus, likes rest. I think Matt
2: Barkley could beat the. was the Jets. other thing. All right. Uh, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. I right, had Tampa Bay minus three. I right, had Tampa Bay minus four and a half. And we are both long on ta- it is a pick'em. Whoa. Over over under this game. Fifty and a half. I mean, <laughs> Jameis is currently there's 300, no way. 309 yards above Dak Prescott there for the passing yardage There is no
0: way that I am ever betting on Jameis Winston as a
2: favorite. Just, I just can't do it. So Jameis, has to, Jameis is 300, 309 yards above. Congrats. Uh, of, of Dak. Well, right. no, it's not, not done yet. Okay. So he needs to. He needs to play well here. Yeah, this is the exact same game we had last year. We actually liked Atlanta minus one. Tampa got out to a seventeen nothing lead. Falcons got the lead, gave it up, got it back. It was a very compelling and rich, very Falconsy game. I would, I would take Tampa here.
0: I wonder who coaches Atlanta next year.
2: Uh, Jason Garrett. Whoa. Who's right. coaching the Cowboys next year? Uh, well, all my Eagles fan friends hope it's Jason Garrett. Right, of course. <laughs> uh killing yeah maybe what about mccarthy yeah i think i think mccarthy ends up in i think Mc- cleveland new york Ooh, that's a good one yeah i mean who is the best
0: coaching candidate it's probably mccarthy Unless you can get Lincoln Riley, but why would Lincoln Riley ever leave Oklahoma to?
2: I think he'd go to Dallas, but I wonder. I wonder if he wonders if Dallas is a good enough quarterback. I, see, I don't think that's the thing. I, he does take
0: quarterbacks. He is very confident in his ability to take a quarterback to the next level. To me, Lincoln Riley right now is the CEO of Oklahoma. He goes to Dallas. He's the uh, he's the the vice president, right? Yep. He's working for Jerry Jones. I think he has seen how. I mean, he's got a great gig, obviously. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. All right. uh, Next up, we have Cleveland Cincy. And I have Cincy as a five
2: point underdog at home against the Browns. Man, I said seven and a half, and it it is a two and a half point proposition. We are going to be. Cleveland we're going to be on Cleveland as a short road favorite for the second time in two in three weeks and it is going to can you imagine Cincinnati has got this first overall pick locked up they have license to win this game <sighs> and Freddie Kitchens you can you imagine that team is not going to be ready to I think play Kitchens this game has kind of lost a little weight over the past couple of weeks <laughs> you mean like the anchor that was his job <laughs> Who's coaching the Browns next year? Uh, man, I, I I make McCarthy's not a terrible one. Like I would say, like Kevin Stefanski. Ooh, interesting. Because they passed him up the last time. I've got one for you, Eric enemy Eric sleeping with enemy mm-hmm. Nice. I
0: like that. Uh, not necessarily your pun that I've heard a million times, yeah. but the fact that he could be the coach. Maybe Matt Nagy. Aggie. Ooh. Uh, we did Green Bay, Detroit. Indy goes to Jacksonville. I have Jacksonville as a four-and-a-half-point underdog.
2: Yeah, I, I said three. It is three-and-a-half. Great. I mean, that game, I do not what want to touch game. with a 40-foot pole. What a game. gardner Minshew season. The Chargers go to Kansas City.
0: I have Kansas City as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, and I'm probably too short.
2: I said ten-and-a-half. Um, I don't see it anywhere. Kansas City minus seven and a half before Sunday night, and they 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 laid the smack. Down. So I might be per- perfectly spot on. I mean, there. if they are, if they are anything less than ten, I I would take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm
0: with you. I, I yep. I saw everything I needed to see. What about what about Chicago, Minnesota, in Minnesota?
2: What do you? I have? said Minnesota minus nine and a half. That's exactly what I said. And I don't see it here
0: Early look ahead Minnesota minus seven. Yeah, I can't I, imagine that stayed the same after Chicago just if Minnesota wins tonight Too it's probably gonna inflate Chicago's offense so bad uh, Miami New England. I had New England. This was one that I had minus 14 and a half
2: same and it is 16 and a half Are we are we gonna be on Fitzy? That's a lot of points. They have license dude. They, well, so if you have a Miami plus over 4.5 win total, some motivation, but I, I don't think it's actually going to be uh, winnable for that. You got excited there. <laughs> you got real excited there. Nope. Uh, Oakland,
0: Denver. So this game actually does matter. I don't know, right? Because it's Oakland. being played at the same time. Oakland will be motivated. Denver is motivated. Denver has doesn't have motivation other than they want to finish the season okay. Other than they're they're playing a quarterback who they want to see if he's their future and there's yeah. a rivalry game. And
2: so they probably, and they've had the a decent out. second half of the season. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I said, Denver, I said, Denver minus two and a half. That's exactly what I said. And it's Denver minus four. And so I'm going to bet the Raiders. Yes. Uh, same. Uh, I don't know why Denver, Denver's is a good team. Like Denver is not a better team than the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. That's right. So
0: the fact that they are favored by four in a game that the the Raiders have to win is a joke. Yeah. Arizona, Los Angeles. Uh, I said Rams minus seven and a half. Ooh. I said Rams minus
2: nine, which was stupid. There is no line for this game. And that's because Brett Hundley had to replace mm-hmm. Kyler Murray today. And a real my, shame. he did great. I thought he played pretty really well. Congrats. Kyler Murray also played well before his injury. So. All right. That seems to be it, man. You got to bet some games. Uh, what are your favorites? Yeah, so we're going to go Oakland plus four. That's that's my favorite one. Yeah. Uh,
0: I like Oakland plus four. I really like Washington getting ten and a half. Right. That, that, to me, is an absolute yeah, joke, and I, I don't just, care if
2: it's Case Keenum or not. Wow, Houston's out to plus five already, I've seen in some, sp- some places. I, I would have to wait. I'll probably put a little bit on it tonight
0: just because yeah. I assume Deshaun Watson is going to play. Um, but I could I mean, I could see Bill O'Brien trying to rest him.
2: Yeah. Uh, any others that you really like? Uh, Not really. I, I Well, no, Buffalo minus one. I, I, I have to hear I have to hear that they're not playing anybody for me to believe that they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, let's like limp into the playoffs this way. Mm-hmm. Especially. So here's the thing. We we should probably do a study on this. But after you lose week 16, are you more likely to to bend? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like right, right. after a loss, I feel like if you lose and you have everything locked up versus you win and you have everything yeah. locked up. I, I agree. Yeah, so, so, like, I think coming off of a loss, there's a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth. They at least play their guys a little bit. I couldn't agree more. And then depending on what the Kansas City
0: line actually is, what you can get it at. I pick your score for that game, right? I, I like them winning by quite a bit. I don't think there's Seattle plus three as much as it pains me to say there is value there in my opinion based on the way that I think the market is reacting to how both of these teams just played and ignoring the fact that you can throw all of the all of the numbers out in the rivalry game. I heard Rex Ryan say this today. He was in peak like old school nothing matters like football guy yeah it was pretty great um so there's actually some value in week 17 which is fun sunday night really matters a couple of these other games really matter and you can actually bet some games and, and yeah. have some fun all right is that that's it with the, yeah, i
2: think that's it man do
0: you have any confessions this week
2: um I'm trying to think trying to think aside from standing me up for dinner Oh, that's right. Well, I actually left something on it at, ho- at home. Okay, so really can bad. you actually tell me what it was? Yeah, I left. I so I I was cooking myself dinner and mm-hmm. I had something that was long that I had. I had made something quick and mm-hmm. then I had something on the I had something on the burner that was low. OK. And so then I just I literally forgot it was there. And then I and then I remembered it was there and I couldn't I couldn't get a hold of any of my neighbors. So then so I went back. had to run home. And get Nothing it. was burning down, which was good. But that's what I, I thought concerning. it was burning. But I, I I was too embarrassed to say it because you had just made fun of me for like... And I feel bad. I legitimately did. I did think, however, that it was ironic that I had just made fun of you. Well, no. That was what made me think of it. Yes. And so then I so was... So
0: I saved your life. You did. You saved my house. Yeah. Uh, you were mad at me for making fun of you for being... Uh, basically what I... Uh, no one knows what we're talking about. Basically, I made fun of you for your wife is with the kids... You know, already in Minnesota, you're a bachelor uh, trying to survive on their own without their wife there. And I just made a joke about how, like, it would be funny to observe you and Steve Palazzolo trying to do this without their wives there to take care of them. And you did not like that. I I understand.
2: Yeah, But I ultimately saved your home. You did. I. It, I don't know if it would. Would have really happened, but I will but accept I, but I will. Gift. the gift. Uh, the bad thing is that you missed out on a really good dinner. I did. I. But at the same time, the problem was is like, I had eaten already. Like, because you are telling me you couldn't yeah. have had a little and and so like it, I would have looked like Andrew Billings after. Okay, so this is my <laughs> confession. So Austin and I went out
0: to dinner. And I was planning, I thought you were going to come too. I was going to buy you guys both dinner as like a Christmas gift because both of you are tremendously good friends of mine. And, and I wanted to do that. In fact, even heirs over here, who's diligently taking down notes could have gotten a free dinner, but you know, right, right. Duty calls. So, uh, we go over there, we have a great dinner, I order a bottle of wine, Got drinks. They recommended they recommended two dishes per person. We ordered like three and a half, four. You do go full send on. I those went. Uh, they had two desserts on the menu. Of course, you get both. And then I went home, and uh, Saturday Night Live was on. Eddie Murphy was hosting. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's an amazing comedian, by the way. And uh, I was like I want to watch this. But, yeah, I'm still a little hungry. Burned a lot of calories that day. Put a little popcorn in the microwave.
2: The only people who know how many calories you burn are you and Renner. By the way, there's one I, I share my calories with
0: with Renner and with uh, like a coworker of my girlfriend who like I randomly went out to dinner with and she's like, oh, you have an Apple Watch, we got to share calories. I beat Renner by over two thousand calories yesterday, and so I put some <laughs> popcorn in the microwave, had oh a little goodness. chocolate at about one a.m. And uh, I felt like a. I woke up this morning and felt awful. A million bucks? Okay. Yeah, felt great. Anyways, that's my confession. I saved your life and you did, the dude. life of your home. And for that, I deserve some credit. We will be back on Thursday. You'll be back? Yep, I will be. We're doing it on Thursday, week 17. We might look ahead to some wild card games.
2: Yeah, I mean, we could even talk
0: about bowls. Wow. No. Maybe college football plan. Anyways, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Peace out.
1: Oh Attention business owners, listen carefully to this important message. Are you tired of struggling with monthly bookkeeping or always being behind? Maybe you're fed up with paying your CPA ridiculously high hourly rates for subpar services. At FinancePal, we know your pain. We're small business owners who understand your tax and accounting needs. At FinancePal, we take over your books and design a program custom tailored to fit your needs. Whether it's bookkeeping, payroll, bill pay, inventory tracking, or taxes, we have you covered. We handle some or all of these services for one flat, affordable, low monthly fee. Stop worrying about your books and drowning in paperwork. Let us worry while you focus on growing your business. This setup is easy, and we give you the tools and technology to make your monthly finances streamlined and organized. Call now at 800-211-7885 for a free business assessment. That's 800-211-7885. 800-211-7885. Finance Pal, the only friend your business needs.